Hello and welcome to the PLUS Podcast, where we are student plus athletes that seek a relationship with God amidst our academic and athletic pursuits. Traditionally, the word student-athlete is hyphenated, where the dash represents a school-sport balance. We added a vertical line to the dash to create the PLUS, a symbol of our upward desire for God while competing for our school. My name is Camille Peisner. And I'm Skylar Jones. Join us as we interview fellow student plus athletes about their journey of faith and sport. Welcome to the Plus Podcast. My name is Camille Peisner, and I am so excited for our guest today. She was actually my high school teammate, and she had success there in the state, regional, and national levels for track and cross country. And now she's in college at Baylor, and we've been keeping in touch. But at Baylor, she has been a contribution to the team when healthy, but has also struggled a bit with some injuries. But overall, her personality and strength and confidence have um, just shined from level to level. So she has been so gracious to join us on the Plus Pod today to follow up on her piece from the blog. And I am really excited to chat some more with Taylor Whitfield. Hi, Taylor. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. Um, so I guess what we, we start every podcast here on the plus is by asking our guests their sports verse, so to speak, or this can be like a verse that you say to yourself before competition or a verse that encaptures your uh, sports testimony or something like the sorts. So does anything come to mind for, for your sports verse? Yeah, um, I would say probably 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Um, and I'll talk about this uh, a little later, but I have a lot of uh, struggles and challenges with running. Um, whether it's, you know, fearing the pain or the outcome or setting big goals. Um, there are just many opportunities to be fearful in uh, my sport and I'm sure in many other sports as well. Um, but in this verse, it says that God gave us a spirit um, of power, love and self-discipline. And so instead of being fearful, when we look at all of those um, things in our sport, we can choose uh, to be brave in the midst of that. Um, and so, you know, looking to God instead of looking uh, in, at all of the fears and things in front of us. So I would definitely say that verse has been huge in in my journey and uh, specifically in my sport. That's so cool. And that's what I love about asking these like sports verses at the beginning, because it's like a foreshadow to what you're about to say. Like it kind of mm-hmm. gives a glimpse into, into the next into the next um section of the blog but it's so true as a fellow track runner like every workout you just walk onto the track and you kind of have a pit in your stomach because you know it's gonna be Mm -hmm. like ah here we go again like uh but and the spirit of of confidence that you talk about that that god gives us definitely is put to the test like daily when it comes to track practice and especially racing and things like that so i love that you applied that verse to our sport before we get to how that verse really applies in your life currently. I would love to hear more about how you started track. And I have a quote from your testimony on my blog. You said that running is not something that I dreamed of doing when I was little. And um, I love how matter of fact you were here. <laughs> like usually like you talk to little kids, like I want to be a professional track runner when you grow up. You're like, okay, <laughs> okay, good luck with that. But no, like it's nothing that you dreamed of. Yet you say that your passion for cross country and track and running in general um, came slowly. And I would love to just hear like how 
that progressed like for yourself and and kind of how you got into running how you got to Baylor and how it's become something that's so integral to your to your life yeah for sure so I grew up in a very athletic family. Uh, my dad played sports all throughout high school. My mom did as well. She ran track. And then and I have three brothers. They all play baseball, a little sister who plays soccer. So Aww. growing up, I always wanted to find like my thing, you know, my sport, because um, everyone else had one. Yeah. And so I tried soccer, volleyball. Um, I even tried archery at one point. <laughs> it was, yeah, I tried everything. Um, and it wasn't until middle school that I actually uh, tried out track for the first time. And I started out as a sprinter and a jumper, which definitely wow. like suits. I know, I know. Um, and I did not know that. I, I know. <laughs> I was pretty good too, actually. I won I my bet. first meet in long jump. Um, wow. Everybody else scratched. <laughs> but you know it's hey, okay it's all about execution it doesn't matter how well you execute sometimes right, right I know um but yeah so the old high school cross-country and distance track coach at Valor Greg Copeland saw me sprinting and was like he told my parents he's like yeah this girl would be much better suited for distance so my parents signed me up for cross-country my freshman year of high school and with the intention that I would hopefully make some friends and be under the guidance of Greg Copeland because um, mm-hmm. they absolutely loved him. So I joined cross country. I wow. was horrible at first. I hated it. Um, but Greg <laughs> Copeland continued to pour into me and inspire me, um, believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And mm-hmm. at the end of freshman year, um, during track season, things started to finally click. Um, and I absolutely fell in love with the sport. Oh. Uh yeah. So, so something about running, I've tried a lot of different sports and the feeling that I get when I cross finish line, knowing that I gave it everything that I had, mm-hmm. um, there's just nothing like it, you know, like with running, you only use your body that God gave you and your mind that God gave you. There's no, you know, ball, there's no goal. There's no, um, you know, baseball bat. There's nothing like that. It's just purely using what God gave you. And I think there's just something so sweet and so special about that. That's so cool. that like, I don't, I just, that's what keeps me coming back. Um, that's the passion for me in this sport. Like freshman year, we were freshmen at the same time. And so I remember going to Oregon. I don't know you were at Oregon, right? Yes. But that, that's what, that's when it did it for me. Like that was the first like time I scored like points for the team. And like, it was yeah. like so cool. Just all of us like fighting. It was a co-ed meet too. So mm-hmm. like cheering you on, you cheering us on, like usually like distance sprinters, like don't even like talk, you know, but just right. like having that whole team atmosphere and working towards like a greater good so like I kind of fell in love with it I guess the same time mm-hmm. as you like before that I always knew I loved track and I loved running but right. this was my first experience with the team and being part of something greater than yourself and it's cool that we kind of have the same time frame and it's I didn't know this but yeah. I also started out with the sprints and jumps when I was little really I, long jump stressed me out so much like I could not like it was just adding way too much pressure the, getting my mark and everything so oh, kudos to you for actually like not scratching in long jump because I don't know if I can <laughs> oh. say the same thing oh my that's so funny and so that's so cool and so then from freshman year to now at Baylor like kind of like that's how you like fell in love with running and so, so how did you grow from that things just starting to click to now like being a D1 power five runner. Yeah. So once things started to click, fell in love with it. Um, I soon began to develop this dream to, to run in college. I never knew that was a possibility. Uh, 
I have a large family and so college is not always a for sure thing for us because it is so expensive. Mm -hmm. And so um, having this ability to run uh, that will help pay for college was a huge blessing. And so I started to chase after that goal and kind of led me to Baylor. Uh, Had a weird experience, was about to commit to another school and met with the girls and the coach at Baylor and just had this like total change of heart. I was like, this is where God wants me. I just saw this program and they were all wanting to create something new and build up this program. And I wanted to be a part of it. So God called me to Baylor and now, yeah, I just finished my sophomore season of cross country there. Um, The team is awesome. And yeah, it's just been a huge blessing to be able to, to run there. And um, yeah, it's been great. That's so cool. I didn't know that you were about to commit somewhere else. How Just yeah. for like the listeners out there, like Taylor and I have been teammates for so long, but we didn't really start hanging out. So we both went away to college and now we yes. come back. But like, I'm learning all these things about your past, which is so fun <laughs> for me. That's hilarious. Also in the blog, you said that sport has taught you a lot about God's character. So um, do you mind just elaborating on a few of these things or if there's anecdotes or specific like traits of God that you have seen in, in your track and running career yeah so two things come to mind um first one I mentioned earlier that running has presented a lot of challenges for me uh whether it's the fear of the pain I'm about to go through fear of failing uh fear of the outcome of the race you know wondering if all this work will be enough or I'll have to try again next year you know identity Mm -hmm. crises crises whatever the plural (laughs) Um, something like that I know, you know, putting your identity in your sport and um, that can be super heartbreaking sometimes. And then, totally. you know, the monotony of the sport, you know, trying to stay motivated and during the the winter season and, you know, it's it's a year long sport, so it can be tough. Um, but yeah, all For these sure. things are super taxing and, and can be overwhelming. Um, but I think those things are what push me to God, you know, like when I'm standing on the line before a race and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to race 12 laps around this track. Oh it's gosh, no, so bad. you know, <laughs> yeah. like it, the fear can be overwhelming. And the only thing I know how to do is just like cling to God, you know, like mm-hmm. help me get through this, you know, help this be an offering to you, um, glorify you. And like, there'll be times I'm standing on the line and I'm like, Jesus help me. Like, those are the only <laughs> words I can say. Cause otherwise I can be like petrified um, with fear. And so through my sport and through my specific challenges, I think it has just brought me so much closer to God. My personal relationship with him has just flourished. And so that's something that's super sweet to me. Um, I think the second thing is that it has taught me a lot about God's attributes specifically I believe that he loves the underdog story mm-hmm. and the Cinderella story. Um, I mean, we see it throughout the Bible, you know, totally. he picks, you know, David out of all of the other brothers to be king, you know, in the gospels, he's always picking the least of these. Totally. Um, yeah. And so I think he loves to use our weakness to show his strength. And so I think just sports in general is a great way for, for God to write comeback stories for us and bring glory to him. Um, and so, that's yeah, so just, good. I love that I so much. It's so true. I and I never thought of like the least of these as a parallel to like 
the underdog story. And that's so cool because I, I just took a sports writing class actually. And one of the tropes was like the underdog story. And it's so present in, in sports. And I guess I never even considered that. It's also like present in the Bible, like obviously David and Goliath, but even Jesus himself is is an underdog, right? Like being born sure. in a manger, we just celebrated Christmas. Um, being a carpenter in the Bible talks about how how he was so humble and humbled himself and and something about that um not like pleasant to look at, so just very unsuspecting and that he would be our our savior is an ultimate underdog story. So that's really cool. For sure. And then also you were you were just saying your first thing that you pointed out that you um, learn from sports was that lining up 12 laps like okay god let's do this and just to put it into perspective for the listeners I run one lap and I'm also let's <laughs> saying the same thing like god give me strength and so times 12 definitely definitely can understand where you're coming from and it it reminded me of this quote by Rick Warren it's you never know god is all you need until god is all you have and i mean oh, that's that so is true. it's dramatic in putting it into uh a, whatever it's a 10k 400 it's dramatic but it's also true when you're out there it's just you and your lactic acid in your legs and mm-hmm. god and so that's all you have and so that's so true just a really good perspective that that and it's I mean, when we, it's really easy when we're, everything is going well to Mm -hmm. not depend on God, um, think we can do it all on our own, but track has a way of humbling us, reminding us that, uh, no, not quite. (laughs) So, so really cool that you, you brought that out. That was, thank you for sharing. That's super cool. So when you wrote for the blog, it was in the fall, right before you started cross-country season. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you had to finish your cross-country season early after a stress fracture in your femur, which I'm so sorry about. I can imagine this wasn't part of the big goals that you wrote that you had for this season. Um, yet you also said in the blog that if it's not part of God's plan for me to achieve my goals, then he has something even better planned for my future. And this amazed me then. And now it's it's a little more appropriate and it even amazes me more, more so now. Um, so I would just love to hear like your thoughts on how these changing events have happened. What is your current mindset? How do you like practically apply that God has something even better for, for your future? Yeah. So I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here. Um, Please. <laughs> beginning of this summer, I had kind of prayed about this season Um and I was like, okay, what are, what are we going to do this season? And I just felt very strongly that I should have the goal to qualify for nationals this fall and cross country, whether that was a part of the team or as an individual, um, I wanted to be at that meet. And so from the beginning of the summer until the conference race, I made every conscious decision um, in hopes that I could accomplish that goal. So you know, going to bed early, um, drinking enough water every single day. Uh, I made all my meals in college to make sure like I wasn't getting uh, any cross contamination with all my allergies from eating out or, you know, getting sick. Um, So I was like trying to do everything right so that I could, I could get there. And then the whole season I battled um, some pain in my, in my quad and they didn't find out it was a stress fracture until after conference when they had to um, carry me off the course. Wow! And the weeks after that, um, as I began to process everything, I was so angry. Um, I felt betrayed 
because I felt like I hadn't just thought of these goals on my own. You know, I was like, you helped, you inspired me with these and then you took it all away. And so, you know, not to be dramatic or anything, it's just, it's just a sport, but I was just, I was so angry. And so I began to kind of distance myself, um, not following the advice of my uh, previously written article, um, I, like, I don't want anything to do with you. No. I stopped spending time with him. Um, I didn't want to trust him anymore because I felt like he didn't have my best interest in mind. And so last, it was like a week and a half ago, I think I was sitting in my car and I just started pouring out all my frustration. You know, I was like, how mm. could you do this? I'm so angry, which side note, like you can take all of your hurt and all of your anger and just like put it on him. He can totally That's handle so it. Cool. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I just kind of went off and then this, um, thought came into my mind. Like if I choose not to trust that he is good, that he is faithful, that he will make something good of this, then all that struggle that I went through was for nothing. Right. And I was like, that's a pretty hopeless place to be in, you know? And so I came to the conclusion, like, I don't want this to be for nothing. And so I was like, as much as I don't want to trust him, I'm going to choose to trust him because then that will make all this struggle mean something in the future. And like That's not really cool. being angry at him and not believing that he has better plans is kind of just like a protection mechanism, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't want to trust him because look what ended up happening when I did. Right. Um, but I also want the struggle to mean something, you know? So, yeah. So thank you for sharing. Of course. Of course. Um, It's not just sport. Like you can't sell yourself short. Obviously this is like a huge disappointment and I can only imagine the, the frustration and not just on a competitive athletic level, but also on a spiritual level. And so your anger is, is so understandable and really appreciate you just sharing that vulnerably and, and being willing to, express how you're feeling because that's I'm sure something that so many Christian athletes non-Christian and Christian athletes just go through so thank you for verbalizing that for for everyone and and when you were when you were speaking about how you had you were doing everything right for this season it just reminded me of, of what we just studied in my Bible study with some of my FCA girls at Stanford and we were going through Galatians and really how no amount of perfect deeds or works that we can do can merit salvation. And like, yeah. obviously you are doing everything right. And spiritually, even if we do everything right, obey all the laws and, and in Galatians, they're talking about circumcision um, in that cultural context of that time. But in, even right now, even if we go to FCA, go to Bible study, go to church, um, tell our friends, like just because we're doing things right on paper, doesn't mean that we necessarily earn earn salvation and so that's right. just a, a lesson that I see in in your thing and obviously you you it's different in sport because you do deserve to to have gone to nationals because of all, all the amount you put in but at the same time thank God that his grace that even though we don't deserve to go to heaven um just by believing in him we can mm-hmm. so thank you for pointing that out and so I also wanted to ask like how your verse, First Tim or Second Timothy one seventeen is that right? Yes. <laughs> how has that? How has it been for you to not be timid moving forward in trusting God, but instead being confident in trusting God? And obviously, you're still working through that right now. But just want to hear how that like, verse coming full circle has has been a rock for you, if if it has. Yeah. Um. I mean, there there was a little bit of fear. I think 
in um, trusting him again, just because I felt like I had been burned a little bit the last time I, mm-hmm. I did with this season. But you know, he, he doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to just, to just trust him because who better to have our future um, and to have the plans for our lives in his hand than him. Um, I certainly would not trust myself because I, I would mess it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just choosing to, to not be afraid, even though I do feel it, but he does give us the choice. I mean, it says it in the verse, like right. he gave us that spirit. So we do have the choice. Uh, we don't have to be captive to our feelings um, or emotions. So, so yeah, so the mindset now is just choosing to believe that he is good, that he's faithful. Um, and, right. and that's a know, daily choice. That's, I know, it's not it just really like is. in a side of one time, it's, it's minute by minute, day by day, rep by rep and a workout, oh, sure. things like that. Sure. So, um, how has your recovery been, been doing? Um, it's been pretty good. I finally got off crutches, which is exciting Yay. and slowly getting back into, you know, some swimming workouts and bike workouts. Super exciting. Really yeah, cool. it's, been, it's been good. Good. Well, we'll be praying for you as a plus pod fam. Um, Thanks. and excited to see what, what's the, are you going to try to run at all outdoor season? Probably not indoor. How's yeah, that working? Yeah probably red shirt indoor most likely outdoor just kind of depends on how my body responds the next month and a half two months okay cool well we will be cheering you on thank you so much for joining us today on the plus pod your story is just incredible and it's really cool for me especially because I see you live this out so authentically in just talking to you and also in high school just you run with so much strength and boldness and and passion definitely passion and so it's it's really cool just to know where that all stems from and from the beginning as a jumper to to just being a a very um faithful athlete so thank you for for sharing and for your vulnerability today of course thank you so much for having me it was an honor